Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hello and welcome to All The Small Games. We are back for an incredible year of uh, video games that happen to be released by indie developers in 2020. My name is Andrew Levins. <laughs> My name is Jonathan Valenzuela and I like that happened to be released like it was an accident. Like we were aiming for I've, something AAA but oh, it's, a, it's an 8-bit platformer I've instead. Genuinely forgotten every word I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the light go on and I was to like, quick, talk, 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 talk. 2020. <laughs> Here we go. It's going to be a brand new... Better, new and improved, yeah. wonderful year. New year, new decade. All the Could- AAA games are getting delayed, but all those indie games, they're staying on schedule. Yeah. And they mul- and uh, we all know that as, as the, the year goes on, they multiply. Yes, Like rabbits. Yeah. There's uh, only more and more. I can't wait to see, like, there's a bunch of stuff that I've obviously seen at various conventions, like coverage, a bunch of stuff from, like, Nindies, um... Just like, will it get released this year? And if it is, when? I have like a list of uh, indies that I thought were coming out last year. They never gave us a date. Okay. Um, so do I you, assume they're coming out this year. Do you so remember any of them? CrossCode is the biggest one. It's already on PC, but I really want it for Switch. Sure, of course. Um, Kentucky Route Zero was one that we biggest, both thought was going to come one, out last beginning year. Beginning of the year. So happy for so it. So January 28th January, is when that one comes January 28th. Coming back off that uh, Australia Day long weekend. And so you've played, it was like four, it's a, it's it's a, a, it's a five-parter, right? It's a five-chapter game. They've you, released you played chapters each, one through four. Each chapter was released separately over the course of like, I think it was first released in 2013. It's like a weird adventure game. So right? this has been like, yeah, it's like a magical. I realism. say weird in a good way. Yeah, of course, magical realism adventure game that like has just gotten stranger and more interesting with each chapter. I think I like I came in. I think I came in on like the first chapter and then each kind of like second chapter was a year later and then third chapter was like a year and a half and then it was like two years for the chapter after that. So I've been so excited for Kentucky Route Zero for so Jones long. In. Particularly excited that it's getting a Switch release. Um, yeah, so what are you going to do? Are you going to just get that I'm fifth gonna, chapter? Because it's been so long, I'm going to play from the start again. How long do you reckon each chapter is? Oh, maybe take you like one hour one and a half. Oh, right. Okay, they're not, cool. They're not very long. It's it's not a game that... It's not necessarily a challenging game. It's more a game about letting yourself get lost in the story. Yeah, cool. And it does... I think it was the first adventure game I'd played or point-and-click game I'd play where it's not like, 
the dialogue tree is not you're working your way through every option to get as much information as possible. It's more about like you choose an option in the moment on what feels what you feel like you'd say in that conversation, and then the conversation moves on. Yeah, I came for it. Yeah, it's yeah really you've good. been harping on about this game since we started the podcast. I, I for some reason now I think you're going to be like. It was pretty shit, John, and I'm just getting my heart nah, is just gonna no, go no. like shut up. I'm keen for an adventure game, and also like yeah, like, I mean, uh, end of January and February were when I thought a bunch of AAA's I was looking forward to were coming out, and now none of them are coming out. What, so what, what was on this list? Uh, there was the Final Fantasy remake, okay, uh, and there was oh, there's a bunch of other ones. Cyberpunk 2077. I was gonna play that. Yeah, now um, now delayed. I mean, whatever. It's good. It's, it is good when when games get delayed. Yes, but maybe don't announce their release dates until you're certain. Yeah, that's fair. Or until you have an absolute sure idea. But also, you know, like you're you're enormous companies. Just you know, make sure your employees yeah. are happy first, and then go. Is everyone happy? What do we? What do we all think? Yeah, CD Projekt. Let's Red. all vote on a date that we agree with. You are like fifty percent of Poland's GDP. Like, <laughs> I can understand why they'd want to get it out, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I'm happy. Any game maker, just take time. Take the time. Make a great game. Um, so we are going to be talking about some games we've been playing since, I mean, we haven't recorded since Christmas. Yeah. Uh, or did we record after Christmas? I can't remember. We, we, our final episode of the year dropped on like the 29th or the 30th. I oh, said so we recorded it before Christmas. Yeah, okay, cool. Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we've been playing, uh, I, I assume a bunch of games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you just mentioned that you finally finished a game that we talked about last year. Yes. Couldn't. My, f- my friend Pedro, the, uh, Devolver Digital's time, time slowing parkour-esque shoot 'em up kind of game. Yeah, that's really it's really really fun for uh, the first few hours, but as you just said to me before we recorded it, it definitely overstays its welcome. Yeah, and it's like the I mean, if you haven't played it by now, turn off for the next 20 seconds because there's spoilers, but the final bit at the end where like the banana goes like, "Oh, you asked me to kill you last." And then you go into that weird dream world and fight him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wish more of the game took place in that weird dream world instead of just a series of bland industrial spaces. Yes, totally agree. Like, it just got... I think um, I said as much when we, when we talked about yeah, it as well. Pro- yeah, probably. But now I've, now I've discovered that for myself. It's always better to do that. Um, yeah, so I just... I kind of finished that game and was like, okay... Cool. I'm I'm glad that it's done. Yeah, I, that one. I feel like that was the Devolver Digital game we were looking forward to the most uh, at the start of last year, yeah. and then we got kind of Ape Out, um, Katana Zero, yeah, and another one that we really liked. Um, and it, I mean, even those are fantastic games you just listed. But I still feel like on its own, it delivered like it promised a lot, and it delivered not a lot essentially. Yeah, I still had fun with it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't I, it's not one I'm clamoring to get back to at any yeah. point. So, any yeah. Time. I'm not going to go back and be like, I need to, I need to do A plus runs on all of this level. Uh, so um, I've been playing a ton of um, Shovel Knight's latest campaign, The King of Cards. Yes. Um, and uh, I, as I came to your place and mentioned that's what I've been playing, you were like, I think I'm. You said you 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 meant to pick it up. Yes. And then I said, I think you've already got it. Right. Because uh, it's actually uh, included in the Shovel Knight uh, Treasure Trove Treasure Trove collection, which yep. is if you bought Shovel Knight on Switch, that's what you've got. Sure. Um, and uh, that means that you can just open that up; it'll automatically update. You get the latest campaign. You also get the um, the showdown, like the Smash Brothers multiplayer mode. Oh hell yeah! Where you can choose to play as any of the knights. I haven't I, I haven't even touched that yet. Right. I, I think that maybe warrants its own episode uh, okay. review uh, later in the year when I finally get around to it. Um, but uh, yeah, you should absolutely go into King of Cards because, as you're going to hear in just a few moments, uh, I probably would have put that on my like in my top three um, oh, games of 2019 had I when, actually played it in the. When did it come out? Like it was the like, second week of December. Yeah, it was very much towards the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to touch it. It was that's like the busiest time of the of year course, for me. So, yeah, yeah. 
you're just DJing 24 hours a day, basically. Yeah, totally point. DJing, yeah. like just not sleeping and yeah. just yeah, just praying that I survive till January. Yeah. Hey, everyone, I did. You did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I opened up uh, your Switch to make sure you had um, the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove collection. Sure. You do. And then I thought I would uh, start this episode with a little game called Hey John Valenzuela, which games do you think you've played the most of on your Switch? Because you can sort by longest playtime. Have you done that before? I have, yeah. Okay. Um, do you know what's in the number one spot? The answer will shock you. I think I deleted Hollow Knight. You haven't. I haven't. It's Hollow Knight. Then. Okay, it's number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. And I and I've I have technically finished that. The credits have rolled. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy about that as well. <laughs> what's in the second spot? Oh my god! It's okay. a game that you were addicted to. You played for the show. Um. It's. It's called Graveyard Keeper. Oh my god! Of course, of course. Yeah. Then there's one game because that- my my first thought was like I don't have Stardew Valley on there, but I I was like why do I feel like I have Stardew Valley on there? It's Graveyard Keeper, of course. Yep. The third game I I'm very surprised to see here. Right. What what? Because I've never heard of it. What genre? Okay, if you've never heard of it, you don't know the genre of game. Desert game. Ranges. Right. That's the. Did you talk about uh, that on the show? I can't remember. It's yeah. It's Wasteland Two. In my defense, it's the. It's the, a, a very generic name. It's the RPG. Also, oh, it's called Wasteland 2 Desert Rangers. Wasteland 2 Desert Rangers, yeah. And then we've got The Messenger in number four. Ooh. Children of Mortar, one of your best games of last yeah, year, that's number true. five. Um, and then at number six, can you guess it, John? Ape Out? Mud no. Runner. Ape Out's like an hour and a half long. Oh, right. Yeah, but I'm like, I still haven't beaten the last level. Okay. <laughs> um, I th- I th- I like, has, has Nintendo released controllers that have like like ridged kind of tops of the thumbsticks because I find my biggest problem with Ape Out is my thumb sweat and I completely lose the ability Wait, to like... Wait, where do you keep your thumbs? On the controller. Oh, on the, oh, on, on the stick, sorry. Yeah, like little, little I thought, you meant, I thought you meant up the top like somehow you're hitting the bumper with your thumb no. and you're holding it upside down. No. <laughs> um, just like little Actually, bumps, maybe you on, could do that little bumps on top of the sticks to help with like purchase essentially. I'm working out this new play style. So you All right. Cross your arms. Oh boy. Levens is Levens is doing some wild like imagine a bat like a bat sleeping like yes, with the hands yeah. crossed or like a dead body that has its hands crossed. Yeah, cool. yeah. do not attempt this at home. I'm going to that, that's how, that's the real way you play Fortnite. Right. <laughs> um and uh yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Top 6. Mud, yeah. Mud Runner. It just sneaks in. I, I expected to see that in your number 1 position. Oh really? Yeah. It's something I pop into every once in a while when I need to just bliss out. Yeah, by by driving giant trucks around a forest. <laughs> um, so yeah, shovel knight. Speak to speak upon king of cards. King of cards. Uh, so I love shovel knight. It's a of great course. game. Um, it was uh, developed and published by Yacht Club Games after a very successful uh, Kickstarter campaign. It's, yeah. it's one of the uh, few absolutely true and real uh, Kickstarter success stories. Sure. Um, so much so that they uh, they kept hitting goals. Um, yeah, and, and uh, basically they would be like, "Hey, if you know, if we hit this certain amount, we're going to put you. You'll be able to play as this character, mm-hmm. and if we hit this amount, you can play as this character, and if we hit this amount, we'll we'll do a, mul- a multiplayer mode." Yeah, and where anyone, I mean, look, the, more often than not, the scenario is they hit the goal, they don't actually finish the game. Sure, no one's happy. No, um, or they do a kind of piss weak version of of the goals. Um, they go and above, above and beyond and decide instead of you being able to play as one of the other knights, they're going to make an entire campaign yeah. with like multiple levels, almost like remaking the entire game so you can play as this character, a new story, remixed music, um, just the, like... 
they're not just swapping sprites. Exactly. It's like and you, and, and and the characters will have completely different move sets. Yeah. Um, and so it just means you're, you're playing Shovel Knight in a completely different way. Um, for those who haven't played Shovel Knight, you are a knight who has a shovel, um, and the bulk of your combat is done by jumping and then holding down to bounce upon your enemy's head with the shovel, yeah. a la Scrooge McDuck in the uh, late 80s Capcom game, yep. DuckTales. Sure. Or just digging with a shovel. If, yeah, also you did. If, yeah. if that's more your speed. Um, you get like a, a whole bunch of cool weird perks that you use, like uh, like mana or magic or sure. whatever to, to use. It's so much fun. There's a fun little story. It looks great. Um, it's, it's like a great modernization while using graphics and chip, the chipset of, of, of yesteryear. Yeah. Um, but with a lot of modern sensibilities. And just like, you know, like the... It, it kind of takes the things that, like, you know, those older games, like, you know, a Mega Man game is just so goddamn hard. They'll just hit you with waves and waves of enemies. You have to memorize enemy patterns in order to get past certain parts. You know, there's a life counter. You can get game overs. All those old tropes that, that, that came, just that was a part of gaming in the, early, in the late 80s and early 90s. Shovel Knight kind of revisits that, that time and goes, oh, how can we make this more streamlined and fun and less brutal? Um, while still maintaining somewhat of a brutality. Sure. So Shovel Knight introduced, um, and I think it's you know kind of similar to how Dark Souls or Hollow Knight does it. Um, when you die uh, in yeah, a level, yeah, yeah. you uh, drop a bunch of your money. I mean, in Dark Souls and Hollow Knight, it's all of your money. Sure. Um, but uh, Shovel Knight is, uh, you know, he's nice enough to just drop a third of his money. Sure. And uh, then you have to go back to that spot in the level and collect your money. But if you die on the way there, that money's gone forever. Yes, definitely. Um, so... Uh, I loved the original Shovel Knight campaign. The second um, campaign was where you played as Plague Knight. Um, I just couldn't get my head around the new way that that character controlled. He kind of, he made like potions and spells and threw explosives. Right, right, right. Um, It was a a bit more finicky than the kind of, you know, bopping on everyone's heads of of the original Shovel Knight campaign. The third one, uh, which is called... Spectre Knight. Spectre Knight. Yeah, it's like, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Um, It is so good. Uh, yeah. I think I, I previously said that was my favorite of the Shovel Knight campaigns. Oh, damn! It has like a great uh, a great story to it. Has um, it been Has it been toppled? Like so easily toppled. Oh shit! Okay, by that's huge. King of Cards, um, which combines like the kind of richest like the the combat again takes a minute for you to get your head around. Basically, yeah. um, King Knight and all of these knights they were they were just enemies in the original Shovel Knight campaign. Yeah. Which you, like, I think Spectre Knight is a prequel to the original Shovel Knight where you play through and it's you collecting all the knights to form this group of enemies, essentially. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was talking to you the other day and said, oh, I'm playing Shovel Knight. I jumped into Spectre Knight because it's a prequel. And you were very much like, oh, you kind of, you're starting at the top here and then it's just going to get worse when you play the other games. Like, oh, okay. I would definitely play the first Shovel Knight first and then... Oh, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've played through some of it, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they're all, they're all good. Yeah, uh, I'm sure if I gave Plague Knight the, the, the time it deserves, I would, uh, I would get into it. Um, but anyway, King of Cards, um, King Knight, he... Have you ever played like the Wario games, the, the ones on Game no. Boy? So Wario changed it up, like, you know, where Mario, if, if, if a Goomba touches him, he dies. Um, in the Wario games, Wario is way stronger, so you can just kind of like run into a into a Goomba, and he just kind of like knocks you a, like to, along, and you, but you can barge into him, and you barge into him, and you get a coin. Sure. Um, and so this kind of has that mechanic of like where King Knight barges into enemies. Um, if he gets struck by them, he he loses health though. Right. Um, 
so he's not invincible like Wario. But yeah, he, he, you bang into an enemy and then that sends you into the air and then you spin back down to the ground. Okay. So it's similar to Shovel Knight, the original campaign, in that you have to bop on people's heads. But in order to get airborne in the first place, you have to barge into an enemy or a wall. And get knocked into the air. And then you kind of... Interesting yeah, it, it, It's really fun. And once you get the hang of it, it just is, it, it just, is just a blast. Okay. You just... It, there's like a, a ballet through it, you know what right, I mean? Like right. uh, where you're really trying to like maintain your momentum and hit the ground as little as possible. You're always looking for an enemy to bop on top of, or if you when you bop on top of them, does it propel you back into the air again? That's right. Okay, cool. and then so one, you're just trying to chain. Yeah, and once you've cool. bopped, you can then barge again. Okay. Um. So you can. Like old, the, yeah, the old bop and barge. The old bop and barge. And the old barge and bop. Ha- yeah. The dance that's taken the nation by storm. Uh. But that is just the uh, the platforming elements. You have a lot of like you know returning enemies and um, like all of the levels are reminiscent of the earlier campaigns, but remixed in a way that makes them completely new. Sure, there's a lot of new stuff as well. Um, that you don't really fight any of the same bosses. Um, or the, actually, you do fight them. However, you don't fight them in a platforming game. You fight them in the other half of this game, which is Justice, which is a card game. Oh, so King Knight is a like a low down, dirty crook of a knight who longs to be king but doesn't want to go through all the rigamole, rigamole involved in being a king, becoming a king. Sure. So he Which finds out... just being born into the right family. Yeah, well, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, he finds out about a card game that if you win it, you automatically become a king. So he sets out to be the king of this card game, hence Hell the king yeah. of cards. Cool. Um, and so you reach points in, 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 in the maps. By the way, I thought there was only one map because when you first uh, open this game, there's like maybe like you know a map with like 20 locations on it. Once you beat that, it opens another map, and I realize that's only one of two, potentially four maps that this oh. game has. So I'm like, I'm like six and a half hours into this game, and I'm I, I, I'm barely halfway past the second map God damn, because I'm okay. 100 everything. It's so enjoyable, but it also has this card game component. Yes, it's called Justice, yeah. Um, and people have compared it to a Final Fantasy spinoff, uh, like you know, a game within the game. Uh, I can't remember what the hell it's called, but people have compared it to that. So sure, if, if, like Gwent in The Witcher. Totally. But this is like as in the actual way, the mechanics of this game. Oh, right, right, the mechanics itself. It's sure. like, imagine like a nine panel grid um, and there are like, like so nine squares mm-hmm. um, and you have a set of square cards yourself. Um, when you open um, the game, your, your opponent is on one side, you're on the other. There are three, two or three gems um, on different squares in... On the, in, on the nine panels. Yep. And your aim is to move your cards around. The, the You can't put your, your cards directly underneath the um, the gem, but each card can move in a particular set of directions and you're able to push other cards beneath the gems. And the aim is to fill the board with your cards beneath the most gems. And that's how you win the game. Right. And that is justice. This It's definitely something that I will need to play to understand. Yeah, I mean, it, they only really give you the, the, the basics and then it's up to you to kind of work out the, the, the fine-tuned the mechanics of it. It's addictive to the point where I wish there was an on, like just a completely separate... Because well, once, once you do all the justice in... In that, uh, in, in like the there's like justice halls, I sure. guess. Um, and so once you finish all those, you're like, oh, I want to play more justice. Now I have to go back to a bunch of beautifully de- designed and developed platforming levels. Oh, what a bummer! Yeah. Um, but once you beat certain um, bosses or challenges in the platforming levels, they then go to your ship. And you're forever amassing this like massive crew. Okay. And then once the, that the, the Joustus crew, well, like 
Yeah, exactly. Just pretty good, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Um, once once you go back to your ship, you can then beat these people that you've beaten in the map at Justice on your ship. Okay. And you get medals, and there's like all these different collectibles that you then spend. You're not just collecting for the sake of collecting. You are amassing um, jewels and and currency plus medals, which both in turn buy you different perks. All right. Um, so like you get like different suits of armor. You have health buffs. You have like magic buffs. Um, you have all these different like cool spells and tricks you can buy. It's so fucking good. Damn. This- and and the levels in a way that they've never done it in, in a shovel knight game before is they take the Mario Three Mario Land Land route of um, there being like a secret exit to Ooh. the level that then when you exit to the world map you opened up a new path that you wouldn't have opened up had you finish the level where you're meant to finish the level. See, I can... Like, all of what you're saying to me, I can really understand why it has taken so long for King of Castle. So long, yeah. Because the amount of complexity that they've built into this game, like, if it was just a platformer, then I might be like, well, it's a bit long. But, like, a platformer sitting along... Like, a really well-built, well-thought-out platformer sitting alongside a really well-built, well-thought-out card game. Yeah, it's it's insane the amount it's, amount of things that like just oh have hooked me. So obviously there is the challenge of getting through all the platforming of levels course. first and foremost. But then there is this card game that you don't understand at first, but then you get quite good at. But then there's one character that you just can't beat, and so throughout the levels you are collecting you you're getting bonus cards, sure. and the the cards you're getting are better than the ones that you've had earlier in the game. So you're like oh maybe now I can take on that character that I couldn't beat earlier. Okay, and go back to try and beat them, and they fuck you up again. Um, but then you're also <laughs> Like you're like, oh, I can see on that map that that's going to be a challenge place. I need to make sure I have enough medals so I can buy the challenge item from that. And then the person that I sell that sells me the challenge item, once I beat the challenge, they're going to be on my on my ship, and I can beat them at justice, which will get me another medal. And then if I get more of those, oh I'll be. It's just it's so addictive. It's right. so good. And the story components, like you would enjoy the writing. The writing's really amusing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, that's been a kind of high point the, of the Shovel Knight series. Of, all the times I've touched on Shovel Knight, both. Spectre Knight and the original game it's been very enjoyable to read yep. the story yeah. and it's like you know the, the platforming is like pixel perfect precision and John let me tell you what perfect pixels oh, damn. this is a great looking pixel game um, and uh, I just find an absolute joy to play obviously because I've played so much of these games in the past like I think I've played like 15 hours of the original Shovel Knight 10 hours of, uh, of um, Spectre Knight and maybe like an hour of Plague Knight's yeah. campaign so I'm very, very used to all the music, but hearing them all remixed in this game, it's like, it's I've just got such a fondness for for these songs and hearing them kind of like new versions of them is just so enjoyable. Sure, I love this game, man. Yeah, I genuinely would put it in my top three of last year. I don't know what I would bump off. Sure, I guess the third one or the second. I don't, I don't know. It could it, this could well be like you know up there with my favorite game of last year. Yeah, I've I've spent the last two weeks tweeting out our top 10 of the year list yeah thank you for doing that I, no, no no this is like i'm not asking for thanks i'm just saying i can't remember what your third game was like it's all it's uh, all just flooded it out blasphemous at number one katana zero number yep. two and then it was i know we had four was joint ape out no 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 yeah yeah what was three then, oh, for fuck yeah sake. why did i have to ask this question I need, to, I need to figure while, this out. While you while you having while you're looking it up, um, maybe you could send them to our Twitter account. If you yeah, you can go and check out both of these lists uh, at the all the small games Twitter account, which is at all the small game. Oh, no, the, no the friends of Ringo is Chicago. Oh, of course, yeah, excellent game. Yeah, fantastic game. Um, I think a lot of our listeners uh, love that one too. That was yeah. a corn that they discovered because of the show, which is great. Yeah, uh, that's another one you should finish. Definitely, sure. Um, 
Speaking of Shovel Knight, it just reminded me that there's that fantastic, I think his name's Jason Schreier. Yes. Yeah. Blood, Sweat and Pixels uh, is a game about like, it's a book about various like games and how they went through their production, essentially. It's got a whole chapter on Shovel Knight and it's really interesting, particularly since the chapter takes place when they've just released the first game. Oh, cool. And are looking at like all the stuff that they promised from the Kickstarter and like going sort of like, it's, oh, we're going to be making this game for, for like next, eight years yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It probably took them longer than what they said it would as oh, well. Oh, definitely. You know? yeah. But I mean, their, their intention was we want to make Shovel Knight a franchise on par with like Super Mario. And yeah. I uh, think maybe not, maybe not the kind of worldwide recognition that a Super Mario has, but I think in terms of game quality, like it's probably up there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know that the next game um, is one that they're co-developing. Nitrome is the main developer on that one. They, um, they, okay. they're the guys that's, who did Bomb Chicken. That's a cool. Um, that's and it's cool. called Shovel Knight Dig. It's like a rogue kind of uh, oh, right. digging, almost like spelunky esque kind of game. Which sure. Knight. Cool. Looking forward to it. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm going to playing. I'm going to be playing a ton of more of this game. Uh, I've been writing a book at the moment, and and my reward for like writing like you know five or writing a chapter sure. is going and playing a level of Shovel Knight. Um, cool. It's available on everything. Um, yeah, uh, I even think even like PS and even Xbox? the Wii U and and 3DS. Oh shit! I think the Vita it's on as well. Okay, I think the treasure, the treasure. Like if you bought Shovel Knight originally on those consoles, that that will... got you in on the ground level for nice. all of the uh, like the, all the releases beyond that. That must have that must have taken a lot of time to just port. Oh man, totally. From, like, system to system but I, you know i think it's a fairly successful game so yeah no yeah, definitely and, and, and they have so much goodwill like I'm, they're putting out a board game this year i'm just buying it because i like them of course i quit amiibo apparently but i've, I've definitely bought the three pack of shovel knight um, amiibos you, when you say you quit amiibo have you sold off amiibo or are you just not buying anymore? i sold some i sold all like my splatoon ones and like okay. characters that i don't really have an affinity with but sure. i have some that i just love of course like in my office i, I have a few proudly on display including a um a boo like the, the ghost from mario yeah, yeah, yeah. which is glow in the dark oh Hell and yeah. I'm like forever impressed by like I'll go in at the at the end of the night and I'll, I'll put my like DJ bag in my office to turn the light on for like 15 seconds at most. Yeah, put the put the DJ bag in on, on the shelf. Then when I turn the light off, that ghost glowing it's like crazy, blooming, <laughs> glowing, right, blooming glow. It's very pregnant. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Shovel Knight, King of Cards gets fucking. 100% from me. Hell yeah. yeah. I look forward to going in on it. As you pointed out at the beginning of the episode, I have it. <laughs> I knew it was in the store and I was like, got to buy it. <laughs> of course, treasure trove. I've got it all. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, what game am I going to talk about this week? So I, with the exception of King of Cards being out, and obviously, as previously mentioned, idiot here not knowing um, <laughs> no, I, don't I had yourself. it. Um, I'll accept I, dummy. I've kind of... Um, I kind of like the the period over Christmas and the New Year and the like. Very recently, I feel like it's been a bit of a like desert on the I Switch. Totally like agree. The with eShop's you. Yeah. just been bleak. So, towards the end of last year, I, if you've listened to the uh, the best of last year episodes that we did, I think in part one we talked about games that we missed over the last year. Mm-hmm. So I hopped on Steam because they were having the Steam end of year sale. And I picked up a few games that I had put on that list. And so for this episode, I'm going to talk about Sunless Skies. So Sunless Skies is a sort of, um, it's a, it's like a gothic horror, it's like a, well, definitely gothic, gothic steampunk horror-ish RPG that's set in, uh, in space, essentially. So the game is like, it's a weird alternate universe, like a steampunk ultimate universe where the British Empire colonized space as well. And you were a ship captain that is uh, essentially sailing like... They look like trains. They're like locomotives. So imagine like the train from Back to the Future 3 at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Where Doc Brown shows up and it's that, yeah. So kind of like that, like flying trains that you fly through space. Um, The game starts with your captain dying under like... Strange circumstances, you're coming back from, from like, a, a voyage to, like, a dead zone. And the captain's like, the ship is now yours. Here is this weird black box that I need you to take to London. Because London is a port in space now. Yep. Go to it. You are then kind of given freedom to roam around. Like, there are various maps that you, like, you start on a certain map that you explore. And you unlock, like, stargates that allow you to get to other maps. Um, what kind of gameplay are we talking here? Like... So it's sort of like you you sail this ship around space using arrow keys essentially. Um, you can run it. You run into enemies, and so you're like shooting in space to try kill them. Essentially, you dock in ports where you can like catch up on local gossip. There might be a mission that brought you there. You can buy um, you can buy goods to trade at other ports. That kind of stuff. So it's all about kind of like accruing money that uh, allows you to upgrade your stuff. At the same time as you like finish missions and kill enemies, you're building up experience points that allow you to, you know, whenever you kind of pass a level, you're given an option of like, it's almost like a weird thing of like backstory that changes your, your, your stats. So it might be like, you grew up on the streets and you can decide if it's like, you did great on the streets or like, it was a hard time and that's made you even more like... It was a hard knock life. Yeah, even a t- like more of a tougher dude kind of thing and that'll determine if you like, you're improving your intelligence score or if you're improving your strength score kind of thing. Um, this seems like a good companion to uh, your, f- your favorite game of last year, Disco Elysium. It definitely, there's a lot of, a lot of effort has been put into the writing um, and it, it, it 
paints a very interesting world. This is actually this game is a sequel to another game called uh, Skyless Suns. So, uh, I think it's actually it's weirdly similar. It was Sunless Sea, okay, uh, which is same. It was almost exactly the same kind of premise, but instead of being in space, it took place in an underground ocean uh, that the British Empire has colonized as well. Um, it's by those rascals, yeah. Oh, such yeah, getting around colonizing things. So it's created by a British video game company called Fail Better Games, um, and both and published by them as well. I think. Obviously based out of the UK. They've sort of... This is like... This is a world that they've been building for a while because uh, they sort of started this concept with a browser game called Fallen London. Ages, age, like almost a decade ago, I think. And so Fallen London led to Sunless Seas, which has now led to Sunless Skies. Um, I I was very much enjoying it for the first part I was playing it. Uh-oh. And I think... Well, I think my, the, the problem is with me and not the game is that I spent too long in that first map oh, without right. going like, oh, I should head to the next map. And so by the time I made it to the next map, I was kind of starting to get a bit burned out on it. Um, so I've, I've put it down for a while. How many maps are there? I've run into... There's maybe like at least four. Because okay. there's the original map and then there's like three Stargates coming off that thing. So presumably there's, there's four maps, maybe even more. Um, it's... Um, yeah, like I said, the the story is the story is one of the big draws for it. As you like, and the exploration as well. It's really cool. Like as you explore, you can come across like uh, monuments that inspire your crew's morale, or horrors floating in the middle of the space that like sap your crew's morale. Morale is like there are three kind of um, constantly like you know metrics that add pressure, which is supplies basically food fuel and fear and so the longer you spend out in space the more your fear builds mm-hmm. the more your fear builds the more you're likely to like your crew might mutiny or they might start worshipping strange gods or start having nightmares doing all this kind of strange stuff um so obviously fear builds and your fuel and supplies fall so a long voyage might like i had definitely a few long voyages where it was like fuck, am I going to get back to port? Like, my crew is almost completely insane. I'm down to my last thing of food. I'm almost out of fuel. But you might, like, as as you're exploring, it might be like, oh, my God, okay, good, there's a port over there. I'm going to pull in and, like, restock. Yep. And, and visiting a port will lower fear a bit, but it won't lower it all the way. So suddenly you're having to plan out, like, okay, I need to go back to a main port to, like, lower fear, all this kind of stuff. So the exploration in it is great. One one change, and I'm not sure if they did this in Sunless Seas, but was very welcome in Sunless Skies. Because I played Sunless Seas and didn't get very far into it because it's fucking difficult. Like, I would continually run out of food or fuel in the ocean kind of thing. But in this one, uh, when you start a game, it goes like, okay, there are three options to help determine what difficulty you want. One of the options is how fast do you want the enemies to fire their weapons? Right. And it can be the, like, like normal, slowly, or very slow. There's an option that is like, how do you want your cannons to fire? And it's like, it will f- shoot straight, it will shoot and curve slightly to the enemy, or it will basically like home in almost on the enemy completely. And then the final one is how fast do you want to use fuel and supplies? Oh. And so when I was setting up my new game, I was like, enemy can fire normally, I'm fine with that. Have my cannon curves slightly towards the enemy because it can be like 
the can like sailing a ship around does feel a little bit floaty. So at no point does it refer to those easier options as easy or no. Right, and you and you can you could put all of the easier options. You could go all the way to the and top. The, with the them. game doesn't judge you for it. I don't believe it does. No, interesting. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, but for fuel and supply burn, I was like as low as possible. <laughs> this was the part that fucked me over last time, so I want to like, and I think that really helped me kind of be like, cool, I'm getting more into this game. But yeah, it's it's like it is very compelling for the story elements and the exploration elements because it's really cool to like be kind of working your way through the map, hoping that you're about to run into a port or something interesting that will provide uh, some sort of benefit to you and your crew. As you're exploring, you get hit with, like, plenty of random events that might, like, you'll run into wrecked wrecked ships that are floating out in the void. So you can go in and choose to, like... You'll be given options of, like, strip, strip it for parts, which helps you repair your one. Or depending on your skills, you might be able to, like, raid the ship for for cargo or for food or for fuel that kind of thing um yeah it's it's a very kind of like a very interesting very well made rpg that i like i said i spent too long just fucking around in that first area um and and put the game down to play something else just as i made it into the second area so i'm definitely looking forward to like picking it up again knowing i'm in this second area can just continue from there yeah cool awesome i look forward to checking in with you and this game, which is called Sunless, Sunless Skies. Skies by Fail Better Games. And it is only on, like, Mac, P- PC, and Linux. There you go. So, Steam. Get it through Steam. Um, is the Steam summer sale still going? It is hugely over. Okay. There you go. Because well, it is not summer in the States right now. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. It was winter sale before. Maybe it was the winter sale. It was either end of year or winter sale. Okay. End of year sale. But I, I like, I used to... I can remember like years ago, but I remember like Steam sales. I would like wake up. I'd set alarms for like early in the morning to get yeah. up and see like what's on sale now. Because you want them to get out of stock. Yeah, and now that I have like 170 to 200 games in my Steam library, I'm like everything I want I've already bought. Like nothing that I want has been like discounted now. Just let me know when I can rebuy Boo. them on Switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you give me a heads up for that, Steam? Well, let me tell you before we go about a sale that you should definitely take advantage of. Um, as we record, there's six days left of it. Um, it's uh, the new Humble Bundle um, sale, and all proceeds from this Humble Bundle are going to the uh, Australian Bushfire Relief, which yes. is an awesome cause. Um, it f- fucking sucks down here at the moment. Um, we're not directly affected by it too much um, beyond. No. Our houses being covered in red dust and, and smoke, smoke a lot um, of the time. But uh, like a lot of, uh, I'm sure we have both have friends or friends of friends who have lost homes, oh, or definitely. you know, uh, I have friends that are currently stuck in uh, one part of Australia with uh, with no kind of signs of being able to leave at any point soon. So Jesus. it's 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 pretty lousy. Yeah. Um. But um. For twenty five dollars or more, you unlock. It, this is probably the best bundle I've it's, seen in, in terms of indie games. And, I mean, when you hear the, the list of games that... This, here, I'll just do all the games that... And I'll just do all the games. You, you'll be able to hear so many games we've talked about on the... Um, yeah, let's go through them. Hollow Knight. Obviously, huge. The Goat. James John's, John's most played game on Switch. Yeah. Um, out of... Ad, 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 we'll, we'll talk about it, we'll go through, but out of Adelaide. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The majority of these games are developed or, or published by Australians. Yeah, uh, Void Bastards, which um, uh, we talked about last year. I played an Xbox. As I found out today, Canberra-based developers, which is rad. Um, on Armello. Armello, yep. Um, uh, which no. I have on Switch. I have not played yet, though. It's yeah, like a fantasy. It's, it's tabletop adventure. Yeah. Um. Again, uh, I think Melbourne-based, cool. maybe. Uh, Euro Euro Truck Simulator 2, which uh, I know what you're thinking. Guys, that's not Australian. Well, let me tell you, it comes with the Australian Paint Jobs Pack. Which I'm very curious what just that like is. Just like those awful Wicked Campus slogans or yeah, something. Yeah, oh my right. God. Or it just has like, it's just the Southern Cross. Duck Game, definitely not hell, Australian. But hell yeah. Yeah, amazing game. Like, like... My un- one of my favorite party games. Like Untitled Goose Game, it has a dedicated quack button. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But this is in- it made just to taunt... Your yeah. IRL enemies. Yeah, you 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 know you you shoot first, you quack on them later. Yep. Uh, Hand of Fate, never heard of it. Um, Paradigm, I've heard of it. Oh, Paradigm, one of I, your favorite point and clicks. I love Paradigm. Jacob Janurka, fantastic game maker. His, I might his, I might buy this just so I can get Paradigm. I've, I've been meaning to play Paradigm you, for a long. God damn. <laughs> John gave that to me for my birthday five years ago, and I haven't opened it. <laughs> Jake, I've opened it. I just haven't played M- it. Mr. Janurka, if you are listening to this, please port Paradigm to Steam. I just want Levens to play it. Uh, crawl- or Apple Watch. Port it to either <laughs> of the two. Great. Uh, crawl, which is um, a really fun uh, dungeon crawler game. Yeah. Um, which uh, I, you, it's, it's like a multiplayer dungeon crawler. Okay. Um, and you, where you, you, yeah, you're, like you, you, you can play as the hero or like up to dun- three people can play as... Oh yeah, the dungeon enemies. and yeah, enemies yeah, yeah. in the dungeon. So you either play as like a trap or a monster. Or, mm. Yeah, very cool stuff. Just quickly, Paradigm, Jacob Janurka, I think, is in Melbourne now. I'm just listing off the Australian ones. Is Crawl, Crawl, is Crawl's Australian Crawl's too. Australian? I can't cool. say we're in Australia. definitely is Australian though. Yeah. Um, the Adventure Pals is another Australian game. Um, I played it uh, for the show uh, yeah, very time. early on in, in, yeah, in that's our right, episodes. Yeah, that's right, I love that game. Really, really fun platformer. Super cute. Sweet. Uh, regular Human Basketball. Don't know about that one. I think I feel like the guys that made regular human basketball made something else recently. Maybe it's maybe it was a. Um, I think it was an Apple Arcade game. Satellite Rain, Uplink, Hacknet, Mister Shifty, um, Primal Carnage, Extinction, Assault Android Cactus, which is a lot of fun, crazy shooter. Um, Frog Detective Number One, which I've heard is wonderful. So the guys that made regular human basketball made Crawl as well. Oh, right, cool. And they're from Melbourne. There you go. Uh, the Framed Collection, which I've played on uh, on my phone. Yeah, that's actually that's a really good phone game, now uh, that I think about it. Think of the Children. I have that on Switch. I've not played it. It's, a, yeah. it's kind of like a like a goat simulator style. I th- it's a parent or human, simulator. Human fall flat kind of yeah, game. Where yeah, where your kids are just like dipshits that are trying to kill themselves, essentially. Fuck yeah, man. Hell yeah. The Dream. Um, Feather. Do it, you coward. Tower of Guns. Rising Dusk. Yeah. Death Squared. Death Squared. A little game that uh, John Valenzuela himself did the writing for. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Paperbark. Quest of Dungeons. The Stillness of the Wind. The Gardens Between. One of our favorites from the year before last. Excellent. Fantastic game. Melbourne develops. Uh, Paper Fire Rookie. Is this the one that... um? Uh, when it's video game development, it's a VR game, right? Okay. Um, Masquerade, the Baubles of Doom, and uh, a game that I played on PS3 like over a Jesus. decade ago. Okay, uh, Machinarium, Mach- yeah. Machinarium, Mach- Machinarium. You play as a robot, a robot. Yeah, it's an adventure game where you play as a robot. And this is all to support um, uh, RSPCA Wires, which is Australia's kind of like native animal rescue service, mm-hmm. and uh, World Wildlife Fund. Yes. So obviously, like, so we, yeah, big human cost to these fires, but like, 
almost unimaginable like it's cost to the wildlife. More than half a billion Australian like, animals have died in these bushfires. And yeah. like even like today, there's a news report that like because we've, we've we've now been hit with a few days of rain, which is great. Except. The rain has washed a bunch of ash into the rivers and killed off the fish population. Yeah. It's it's gnarly. Like down tens here. of thousands of fish have died. Yeah, now, like just today, which sucks. Um, yeah. So I'm look. I I have a bunch of these games on various platforms, but I'm I'm going to buy this. This is it's it's too good to like. And there's there's actually like Frog Detective. I really want to get like I haven't got that. I really want to get it. Adventure Pals, I still have to play that. Uh, the, the total cost, um, the total um, worth of all of the games is $424. Jesus. And they're selling great. it for $25, or you can pay more if you like to, and 100% of the proceeds are going to uh, Fire Relief for Wildlife. So, if you want to support a fantastic cause, and also cop those Australian paint jobs for Euro Truck Simulator right. 2. First and foremost. Yeah, top of the, top of the list there. Definitely go to Humble Bundle and pick that's where up. that's where four hundred dollars of the value comes from. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think when this when this episode goes up, there might be two or three days. Left. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna get this up episode up um, before I leave your house. Oh hell yeah! Cool. Nice, nice early episode. For, nice for the, for, right. the, for the people. Six days. Get 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 it going. Uh, during the hell month that was December last year, I put out a lot of late episodes, so I've got a lot of uh, rectifying to do. Sure. So gotta, uh, gotta, enjoy this goodwill while you can, suckers. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Um, John mentioned our Twitter earlier, which is at all the small game. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash all the small games, uh, and individually at 16 tacos for John. I'm at levdog, L E V D A W G. Of course, we have been recording these episodes at John's house. We're back. Can you, uh, can you hear it? Yeah. Can you hear the sound of, how, that, that's like the eighth plane. I've, you must be so used to it. Huh? I've just got, I've got a record. That's just plane noises. Yeah, you suddenly hear like, <laughs> click. Occasional plane noises. Yeah. Now on LP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, it's flight path time. Are you? Do you just like crank that TV up when you're watching it, or do you pause? Um, subtitles. Subtitles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. But definitely, if if I'm watching something that doesn't have subtitles, it's like. I'm never fast enough to pause. So it's just like rewind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, play. sure. Um, and uh, if you want to get in touch with the um, the podcast, you can. We've got a lot of emails to get through on future episodes. But why not add to that stack all the small games yeah. at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And if there's any suggestions of things that we you'd like to see us do with the podcast um, this year, or maybe starting a kind of more linking together our listeners to form some kind of indie game loving community. Ooh, that sounds it. wholesome and beautiful. Hell yeah. Let us know. All the small games at gmail.com. Enjoy your week and we'll see you next time. Bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.